Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Beth Newell. I'm Peter McNerney. We're parents. We're here. We're talking. We're talking the real shit about parenting. The Just real step shit. on in and hear us sing. A bee 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 I'm really blanking right now. The actress from Sex and the City. Kim Cantrell. Kim Cantrell yes. doing Scat. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Why do we both know that? Oh, Because those... it's a perfect video. If you just want to see... She's Kim... with her boyfriend at the time. She's like, you know, we just like to hang and experiment. <laughs> and like... <laughs> and he, is he playing the bass? Yeah, something like that. Ooh, here's real serious vocal jazz. <laughs> and she's like, the fox went down to the <laughs> avenue and said, <laughs> It's so confident and so embarrassing. She has no idea how lame it is. It's perfect. It's Maybe it's not. Unlike you, who... I know exactly how lame I am. Yeah. Anyway. Parenting, parenting, parenting. That's what we're doing every day, every second. So How'd our week, we our kids are bad lately. <gasps> I, don't, I think it's just the stress of everything right now. They're not. 
I was I was gonna say the last two days have been markedly different, positive. Yeah. Compared to the terror that you speak of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of a meltdown yesterday because we had we went to Brooklyn and had a big fun day, and they got real tired and melted down a bit. But yeah. overall, great. Yeah, I mean, they're also very adorable. But I had a very funny story from the other night, which is Maven was having a huge tantrum, and she was like, I was trying to put her in pajamas, so she's like naked and angry. And um, I pulled some pajamas out of the drawer, and she was so mad, and she wanted to put them back in the drawer. But instead of throwing them back in the drawer, she... Marie Kondo rolled them back up very angrily and carefully and then put them back in the drawer. And it was because we've like we started rolling up the kids clothes because it's just easier to see everything. But it was just so funny to watch a three year old do an angry (gasps) Marie Kondo. uh, uh, Careful. Hang. Hold once. Roll. I was like, wow, this is really my daughter. Yeah. Was she... That's how she thinks folding happens. That's how she sees me do it. And Angrily? Yeah. I don't want to do this folding. <laughs> I'm going to roll it. It's just so funny. I love opening those drawers and seeing all those little clothes burritos. Clothes burritos. Yeah. They do look cute, all their little clothes. It's like, it's like looking at a sushi display. Although my cousin told me once that she doesn't fold her kids' clothes at all because kids clothes are so tiny she just throws them all in the drawer and i was like that makes sense i that's what i used to do until you made me watch marie kondo yeah and then i got into it marie kondo who i have to say stole my whole system for my clothes it was, that i've been using for years you um it first i actually don't really do a burrito i do more of a flat um thing yeah, well, she doesn't do burritos. No. But for small kids' clothes, I do it for she's, kids' clothes. I do a full roll. She's also way more careful about the way she does it. Like, she can kind of do it into, like, lay it on its end, but kind of in a triangle so it stays standing up, even if you don't have the other clothes to sandwich it in place. Yeah. And I'm not that particular. I just like to be able to see everything. Yeah, no, I've gotten really down where I got to fold it outward and then a certain size so that when it's in there you can see what's printed on the shirt because the first time i did it, i do it all inward and you don't know which shirt is which oh i see i've been doing outward for years this is just... well i'm catching up <laughs> um yeah we is this boring is this interesting this is fascinating everyone loves it my friends and i um we I've said this before on the podcast, but we use this app called Marco Polo where we send each other videos and you can it's kinda like chatting with people, but you don't have to schedule a time to FaceTime. You just leave a video message. And so I do this thing whenever I whenever I feel like I'm rambling on too long and I suddenly realize like no one wants to listen to this, I'll be like is this interesting? <laughs> and then we all just started doing it. Like anytime someone starts trailing off, they're just like, is this interesting? It's so funny because I'll walk by and hear Marco Polo's going. And I've heard that phrase a lot of times. Yeah. It's just like a nice note to solve. I like, I think because I, I think when you hang out with other like comedy type people, it's like hard not to be constantly aware of what, 
like whether you're creating good content. Do you know what I mean? Like just in life. Yeah. Well, because I've used, I've been in Marco Polo groups with other people, like bigger groups. And when you're with people who do, are not like people, you know, from like improv or stand up or whatever, they're like, people will just ramble for so long sometimes. Like, and you're like, this person's not editing themselves at all. Like, it's just not. This person has never watched a 45 minute uh, video of themselves doing improv. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I lost my mind this weekend. Yeah. Um, had emotional things going on. Very busy, but very exciting stuff. But, uh, so I did my trike show on Saturday and I was in an emotional state. Um, I had been arguing with you a little bit that day, but I also had sweet things going on and Bryn mm, told me. You've been arguing with me a lot that day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't need to get into it, but. No, we'll get into it. Big Big things, and but also really positive things. And Bryn told me that he was thankful for me, and it melted my heart. So I went to go do an improv show in this just mess of emotions. And I go out on stage, and at the Magnet Theater, there's a little side section for overflow seating, and some there were some people sitting there. And two of them just had hot, nachos and quesadillas out on their lap just eating a full smelly meal and normally that stuff stresses me out i'm like oh these people are not self-aware they're going to be distracting during the show and i'd worry about it but instead i just turn to them and i go you can't eat in here you gotta take that out you have to take that out and i started yelling at these people and they think it's a bit and they're like what? That guy told me I could take it in. Who's pointing the house manager? I go, no, he didn't. His job is to make sure you don't bring a food. And I yelled and I made them to put the food away. And I was joking, but I also legitimately was making everyone in the theater uncomfortable. And then I apologized and I like joked it off. And then we started the show and I was so annoyed at them. And then there also happened to be that type of people that two seconds in, they just started talking to each other. Wait, how does this relate to what we're talking about? Where are we going with this? What? <laughs> I don't know how. They started talking and I stopped the show and I got three inches from this guy's face. And I said, you need to shut the fuck up or you need to get out of here. And I okay, really shamed that's him. insane. Um, but he stopped talking. Who goes to the theater? The theater. Sits with their feet on the stage and thinks that I can't hear them when they're just chatting away. The point is, I had my students the next day say that it was very uncomfortable what I did. <laughs> but that they said it was a very good show. The, the first four minutes were very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but you know me. This is not Did in they say, character. Please don't do that again, Father. <laughs> this is not in character for me. <clears throat> no, but you, you have this like white man confidence when Boy, you get to I a certain. You get to a certain level of anger, and you're just like, I deserve to be hurt, like. <laughs> It's just... Um, I deserve to tell that guy to shut the fuck up. And I did, and I have no regrets. <clears throat> Don't go to a show and talk 
idiots. Don't go to the, the theater. <laughs> Don't bring smelly nachos into a theater and then talk. Well, maybe they thought it was like Alamo Draft House. They did. I mean, they thought it was like a stand-up show where there are going to be drinks and tables. And I'll tell you what, they had a great time, and they thought it was really funny that I was razzing them. They didn't know that I hated their guts. They had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I, I anyway, thought this would be a fun story, and I just got angry about I don't, it again. I still don't understand how it really relates to what we were talking about. But I, <laughs> I think it relates to comedians know how to edit themselves, and so I decided to ramble on. For you were minutes. like, I'm a comedian, I have something to say. <laughs> I, let me prove to you how I can edit myself. I'm self-aware. Is this interesting? You're the opposite of is, is this interesting. Um. My version is, this is interesting, not a question. This is interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, our kids are crazy. I also think, you know, it's we've been trying to deal with a lot with our lives, our bathroom renovation, our holiday lead up and work shit and yeah. our kids have not gotten out of the house enough uh, out of the apartment as much as they should and they're I think we had a, we've had to spend a whole week inside waiting for a toilet to arrive yeah which it has all we have everything we need for this renovation renovation yeah you you've done all this work and I and you look forward to taking credit for it in one way or another. You don't even let me finish because I was <laughs> just about to do the the exact opposite of what you accused me of, which is to say you have done all of it. Um, I've helped only where you've asked me to. Well, I'll tell you what is giving me slight anxiety about it now is that I ordered these tiles online. Yeah. And then they're cement tiles and... They showed up and they're very thick, like uh, over a half an inch thick. And I don't think that's an issue. But at this point, I'm so tired of dealing with the renovation that I'm like, I'll just go or like I'll buy the cheapest floor tile on Friday if I need to. If I find out that the contractor is like, we can't work with this. <laughs> but they're really cool tiles. They're very cool. But Yeah. But it's a it small. Will, it's a small chance that it's like seven hundred dollars down the drain, and we'll find out soon. <laughs> small chance. the The floor might be three inches above all the other floors, <laughs> but that's no. It'll be fine. They're gonna put a little ledge in. I've talked to the guy. I've talked to our guy about this, and I feel like I'm getting a lot better about talking to the guys. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like I just. I feel like I'm becoming this person that's just like. If I'm confused with the guy, I'm going to be like, what do you mean? What's that? How does that work? What's going on? Like, I'm just going to, I'm I'm not going to get pushed around by these guys. Yeah. There's no need. <laughs> You're in charge. They yeah. want to give you what you want. So don't like, be hey, guy, you say, work for me. Um, hey, listen, guy, you fucking work for me. Okay. But please don't leave pallets on, in front of my building or I will be in tears. Oh, um, how many pallets did we have to throw away? <laughs> anyway. Three pallets is the answer. Toilet didn't come on a pallet. Yeah, toilet came on a random guy's back. The On his back. <laughs> a man trotted up with a toilet upon his back and said, Hath ye ordered yonder toilet? Come hither. Um, the Home Depot guy, first of all, Home Depot, mostly great. 
uh, um, but didn't deliver the toilet when they said they would. So I called them and somebody figured it out. The guy, it was the last delivery. And so instead of bringing the truck, he just threw the toilet into his car and drove on over. He's like, it's faster on the highway with this. And he just comes carrying this super heavy toilet. Um, and I was like, is this an insurance issue if something happens in his personal car? And that's as much as I thought about it. Is this interesting? <laughs> no. It's a useful phrase. I am definitely going to start using it. <laughs> it's a good cover. For, <laughs> it's a good cover if you have a constant inner monologue of low self-esteem. Um, I do a, a natural version of that. I By te- talking louder? Yeah. I, I <laughs> teach a lot of improv classes, which has not been good for curbing rambling because you have 16 people that have to listen to you and are there to listen to you and want to listen to you. So that a, I wouldn't necessarily say they're there to listen to you. They're there to learn how to do improv. You don't think those two things are related? I just, I, there's a feminist rant that I've been, it's just, been on my, been needing to get off my chest all week, which is that I went to the dentist this week mm-hmm. and it's just, I'm just so tired of certain things like in like just happening over and over again in my life. And like, I go to the dentist, this very nice dental hygienist woman who works there spends a half an hour cleaning my teeth being nice to me, talking to me, she like, you know, explaining things. Um, she's like, you know, a young mom, whatever. Then they it's time for the dentist to come in and give his little inspection. So we can hear him talking in the other room and she goes and checks on him multiple times, but he's very engaged in mansplaining teeth to another patient and just going on and on loving the sound of his voice and just accuse a dentist of mansplaining teeth yes what is his job to explain teeth yeah it's literally his job to come in and mansplain teeth at the end after this woman did all the work and then he and he probably makes three times what she makes and it makes me livid and so I have to, we have to wait for him in the other room, literally like 10, 15 minutes that he's taking, just talking about teeth with this person. And then he comes in, you know, glances at my mouth, pokes around as like re-explains what this woman has said about teeth decay and leaves. And I'm just like, I, di- I didn't even need that man in my life. <laughs> I had to wait for him, for him to waste my time. <clears throat> this woman's already done all the work. Like, I don't, it's, it, it just makes, it's so, the layers of annoyance, the fact that he makes probably so much more money than her, it's like, I, the, I just walk through the world and these things make me feel crazy. Because well, it's, it's I, like, because like every industry, every industry has like designations, like different roles. And they're like, well, the person who runs the office is lower on the totem pole and they get less money. Like, <laughs> um, I hear what you're saying. Um, you also would love to be the dentist. Well, I mean, I've been in charge of a lot of people <laughs> who do things for me. And so I I empathize with the person that is not doing the day-to-day. I've done all the day-to-day. 
Uh, I also don't know enough enough about it being a dentist. I'm sure any dentist listening would have a lot to say oh my about God. that. Um, See, that's the thing. As as a white man, you intrinsically like assume that he's more important. Um, I would assume that a person who is a full dentist um, has skills that the dental hygienist does not. What I'm those sure skills he are, does. I don't know. I'm sure he does, but I don't think it warrants the level of importance and pay that he is getting above her. I, I think what it when it matters is when there's something wrong. And that's probably the difference. But you go in and it's fine. And his job is to come in and go, all right, yeah, nothing to add. I know that feeling. But then as a society, we put our focus on having people for when things go wrong. And then we don't create prevention plans for a variety of issues. (laughs) I think dentistry is overkill on prevention. I don't need to floss. Floss is a fucking scam. I don't... I, I'll tell you the last time I went to the dentist, not this is not to invalidate your experience. I had a different one with the mo- I, there's a dental hygienist there that I love and she's my regular person and she's great. And uh, but she wasn't there. And so I had this other sweet young woman who was the most condescending pat she was just like yeah, well, you know about flossing. But see if a man was saying that to you, you would have been like he's right. No. I, I, fine. I don't care. The result was I've had a million dental hygienists before my life and I've never had negative feelings towards any of them ever. Cause who gives a shit? They're doing the job. Thank you. Were they you. mostly male? No. Dental hygienists have almost exclusively been women. Do not put sexism into my brain. This is the one dental hygienist that I've had a negative thought about and I despised her. I could not hide my hatred. As she cleaned my teeth, she just so slowly and nonstop was like, you know, these things matter. You know, you think it doesn't matter, then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta floss and you gotta do this. Well, I do think. And I fuck, I'm swearing. I do agree that the prevention of the dentist is a little bit overkill. I think they're blowing it a little bit out of proportion, but that's their job. But also I am like amazed at their ability to think and talk about teeth day in and day out. <laughs> because I feel like I'm putting on a performance when I'm there as though I think about teeth a lot. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> teeth. I- <laughs> sure. Canines. <laughs> Incisors. Yeah. Well, because like, they're always re-explaining the most basic aspects of te- tooth hygiene. And they're like... Food gets stuck on the teeth, especially those ones in the back. And and I'm just like, I have to act like I've never heard it before. But like, also, I'm interested and agree. Like, I'm just like, mm, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say though, about eight nine years ago, uh, I hadn't been to the dentist forever, and I went to the de- dentist, and this another dental hygienist said, "Have you um, received our toothbrushing uh, tutorial?" And in my head, I did a major eye roll where I'm like, you're not going to teach me how to brush my teeth. And I was like, um, I don't know. And she goes, great, let's do it. And she picks up some fake teeth and the toothbrush and she starts, starts showing me the best way to brush your teeth. And I'll be damned. I learned something from it. Uh, and well- since then, <laughs> every time I go to the dentist, they say your teeth are immaculate. <coughs> I, my favorite thing is my, the dentist hygienist I do like 
said, if you told me that you did floss, I would have believed you. That's how good I was brushing. And I have that woman, the previous woman, to thank. And I wanted to say, oh, you're not going to teach me something I don't know. But you yeah. know what? Be open to being to not knowing. Well, the woman, the my dental hygienist, she was like, "Been you've been flossing? And I was like, not as much as I should. And she was like, everyone says that. And I was like, yeah, because I don't want to get caught in a lie. And I don't floss enough. None of us do. <laughs> Well, that's so funny. But, like, but they can't really tell. That's the thing. The, the time before, two times ago, I finally decided I'm so sick of lying to the dentist. <laughs> so she goes, how often do you floss? And I go, never. <laughs> and then she said, oh, if you told me you flossed, I would have believed you. And it was the most validating well, thing that has ever happened okay, to me. Okay, but here's the thing. I think this is another one of the lies of Western medicine is that we place all this importance on brushing our teeth and cleaning them when realistically, I think our diet has a way bigger impact on what's going on with our teeth. Um, let me just say, in college, when I went home for Thanksgiving and had 11 cavities, I'll disagree with you. On that one. Because there's a way to do it wrong, and it's to be scared and alone in college and have a Mountain Dew every night and be shoddy with your brushing. I literally just said diet has a bigger impact. So you just proved me right by saying you had a Mountain Dew every night. Well, and also I didn't brush. (laughs) Well, I think drinking like sugary beverages has a huge impact. I thought you were saying what you put in your stomach matters more than what you put on your teeth. I think it's both. Like you have sugary stuff like hanging out in your mouth all the time, but also your bot. I think when you're coating your insides in like chemicals and sugar and not like the actual food nutrients. Doesn't help. It doesn't help your body's ability to recover and fight infections and things. Like, yeah. Well, anyway. I, after three hours in the dentist chair getting all those surfaces <laughs> filled, I stopped drinking soda forever and I've had no issue since. <laughs> Is this interesting? Is this interesting? Um, (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And now it's time for Did You Knows? This is where we share something parenting related that we've learned from something we've read or seen or dreamed. <laughs> Elizabeth. Great intro. Uh, so I want to talk about an article from The Atlantic. It's called Stop Trying to, Sorry, Stop Trying to Raise Successful Kids. You got to give credit to your sister who sent this to us. My sister sent this to us. Um, the subtitle is And Start Raising Kind Ones. And... Um, it's just sort of a cool explanation of why you should not be so focused on achievement for your kids and make sure you're, um, you know, praising them for kindness and reminding them of that. It says, kids learn what's important to adults not by listening to what we say, but by noticing what gets our attention. And in many developed societies, parents now pay more attention to individual achievement and happiness than anything else. However much we praise kindness and caring, we're not actually showing our kids that we value these traits. And then they talked about this cool study about how kindness is actually decreasing measurably in Americans. It says in, in one experiment, a sociologist scattered thousands of what appeared to be lost letters to in dozens of American cities in 2001 and again in 2011. From the first round to the second, the proportion of letters that was picked up by helpful passerby and put in the mailbox declined by 10%. When the same experiment was conducted in Canada, helpfulness didn't diminish. <laughs> I, I think that's really interesting that Canada is not declining in kindness because... I mean, especially if you look at our politics right now. Um, it, it also goes on to say that um, kids born after 1995 are less – oh, it says they – they are just as likely as their predecessors to believe that other people experiencing difficulty should be helped, but they feel less personal responsibility to take action themselves. I thought that was a really interesting... 1995 is an interesting uh, year to draw a line in the sand well, generation-wise. They're, they're less likely to give to charity, but I'm also like, hmm, because none of us have any money anymore? Yeah, I mean, also they're younger and don't feel responsible yet. I do think that's part of it. But I, it sounds like, I, I don't know, I'd be interested to see what that data is coming from. Well, one, uh, one of the stats that I found really interesting in this was when asked, parents, uh, like 90% of parents said that the thing they wished most for their kids was for them to be kind and you know respectful people. And when kids were asked what their parents what the kids thought the parents thought was most important, 
the kids, like 81% said it was like achievements. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. So the authors of this um, said they they also noticed sort of a parenting trend to sort of train kids more towards confidence. And it said in some parenting circles, for example, there's a movement against intervening when preschoolers are selfish in their play. These parents worry that stepping in might prevent kids from learning to stick up for themselves and say that they're less worried about their prospect of raising an adult who doesn't share than one who struggles to say no. But there's no reason parents can't teach their kids to care about others and themselves to be both generous and self-respecting. Yeah, Um, And they also kind of explained that it said that that emphasis on toughness is partly an unintended consequence of the admirable desire to treat boys and girls more equally. Historically, families and schools encourage girls to be kind and caring and boys to be strong and ambitious. Today, parents and teachers are rightly investing more time and energy in nurturing confidence and leadership in girls. Unfortunately, there isn't the same momentum around developing generosity and helpfulness in boys. The result is less attention to caring across the board. Yeah, there is this weird thing and you see it in in different types of education and it weirdly it makes me think of these sort of anti-bullying education which I a lot of think a lot of those I think are super misguided because they're all focused on that like standing up to a bully as opposed to making kids recognize uh, the bully in themselves and that focus on generous generosity and kindness to empathize with people is a more positive thing than the like Stand up for yourself. That's sort of uh, like, I'm not going to intervene. You got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. No. I will say this article makes me worried (laughs) for our son. (laughs) Like, I feel like we have not, he's sort of a naturally selfish, attention loving person. And we have not necessarily done enough to promote him being more caring. (laughs) Um, I will say, I've, I've spent a lot of time with him talking about this because I'm very aware of this. There's a lot of our conversations where, you know, I'm 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 getting him to go. Well, talk about how do you think people feel when that happens? <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to help people? And this the last two days, something that I have really been happy <laughs> seeing is our kids being nice to each other. Um, and there's a really interesting part in here where they showed a test where when if you force a kid to share, they will be bitter and not like you. But if if you make it their choice, if you give them the option, a kid who like gives a goldfish to another kid from their own bowl gets a hit of satisfaction that is uh, that is yeah, like they- empowering to them and it's I've seen that in our kids like when Maven's like I I gave them these cups tonight for dinner and Maven saw that she had this blue cup that Bryn normally has and Bryn had a green one if so Maven didn't care because if it's not pink she doesn't care they call it the helpers high yeah and Maven sat down and she goes Bryn you like the blue cup would you like the blue cup and he gave she gave him her cup and he switched and she and Brandon goes thank you maven you're welcome and i'm like my heart melted okay but you're still using an example of maven being nice to illustrate why Brynn is nice (laughs) well he has been doing things like that too recently um and you know like maven would you like to hold my hand he came out of daycare the day was do you want to hold my hand and he held it and then he just stopped in the yard and gave her a big hug <laughs> and said, like, 
you're my sister or something like that. And he <laughs> was proud of her. Do you remember though, a couple of weeks ago when he was saying really nice things to us and he was like, I love you, daddy. And then he was like, I'm being nice so I don't get on the naughty list. <laughs> yes. But well, the example I wanted to give is like uh, the other morning when you and I were in a fight and then you stormed off and then I was very stressed out and crying in front of our children. Maven came over and gave me a hug and Bryn stood up on the bed and decided to try to do some pratfalls <laughs> to cheer me up. <laughs> and yeah. that's why I feel like I was like, this is not really what I want. <laughs> this is not really the comfort I'm looking for, not the empathy. He's a little bit more like uh, my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, both of those... I'm those both make me so happy to hear um, because it shows emotional intelligence. They both know that somebody is in pain. Yeah. And but they just, want, his is they always a little more self-serving. I mean, that is how I would do it. I would distract and try to cheer you up. Whether that's good or bad. He was like, Oh, I'm walking. Well, what the? That's his, new bit, that's his new bit now. He yeah, goes, he like, I'm going to punch myself in the face. Wait, what? And then he punches himself. <laughs> it's almost really good, but it's not quite clicking. No, uh, it needs workshopping. Well, something that the big lesson in here for me is that, oh, of course, again, it's modeling. You can tell your kids things, but you need to just show them. And the first thing I thought of, like sometimes, you know, and everybody does this, but I know that we've been guilty of this, where we sit around and we're, t we're talking and then we just, we start shit talking people, like not a ton, but I've been <clears throat> in moments where I realized we've just spent like an hour shit talking people and our kids have been listening to us. Really? You and me? Yeah. Well, there's usually somebody else here. Who are we? <laughs> I don't feel like we do that much shit. Talk. We don't do it a lot, but this has happened. This happened once before where at the end of it, I realized I was like, oh, I really wish uh, Bryn is too old. I really wish he hadn't witnessed any of that. And it's, I don't think this is a big issue with us, but that was an example of like, I don't want him seeing me do that. Yeah. Well, they gave a good example in the article where they talked about, you know, you don't want to need to like badger your kids into being nice, but they were like, when they come home from school, instead of asking them what they did that day and what they achieved that day, ask them if they helped anyone. And they, the authors, this husband and wife talk about how they, uh, over time, asking their kids at the end of the day, like, did you help anyone? It made their kids start looking out for opportunities where they could like share a crayon or do something. Yeah. Uh, and it also is really interesting. Um, the article goes on to make a point about how being helpful actually does make people more successful. Yeah, that was fascinating. There's statistics to back that up. Yeah, a lot of statistics. It said boys who are rated as helpful by their kindergarten teachers earn more money 30 years later. Um, it said students who care about others also tend to see their education as preparation for contributing to society, an outlook that inspires them to persist even when studying is dull. It's, it's kind of a nice explanation because when you talk about the helper's high it's like doing these things, it, it improves your mental health. It makes you happier. And then that's naturally just going to make you better at everything else you're doing and connecting with people and working. Like, 
Yeah. It, it's just good for all of us when we're nice. I relate to I, I think the times I'm happiest, I mean, there's a real selfish part of me where I want to be in charge and I want people to think I'm great. But I'm more interested, I want people to see me as somebody who cares about other people and who is helping other people. <laughs> I want people to, uh, if people look up to me, I, I work with a lot of people who are younger than me. So I'm an authority figure. And there's a different kind. I feel really good about that position when I feel like people see me as somebody who's sticking up for them, who's who's kind and encouraging, giving people opportunities. I'm proud of, like, I know what that feeling is. And, like, that's what I want to model uh, to my kids. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... I am a nice person in my day to day. Like I do like if I spot an opportunity to be nice, I'll attempt to go for it. But I don't think I do that in front of my children. And that's what concerns me (laughs) is like, I mean, I did like, I did have to tell Bryn the other day he was making a huge mess with a croissant at the coffee shop. And I was Mm -hmm. like, we cannot do this. People work here and they have to clean this up. You can't make a huge mess like this. But I don't think that's the same as like, him seeing me be nice. Yeah. And I think that is the main point of this article is the be nice to people is not as effective as one modeling it, being nice to people in front of your children. Um, but also when talking to them, it's, it's more effective in that storytelling element that like, Hey, what is something nice you did today? Who did you talk to? Who did you play with? And getting them to naturally go back to that social place in their head to tell the story and to re-examine it through the lens of kindness, that sticks because they can actually come back to those moments and recognize that when they happen again, as opposed to a theoretical, hey, be nice. Yeah. And I do think Bryn is nice and he's like one of the most social kids in his class and he like talks to everyone. I just don't think he has the same thing as much as Maven of like just being tuned into someone else's pain or like needs. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, I understand that, but we're, t- we're very much talking about the difference between you and me where, sure, where, you know, I'm a little more oblivious to, uh, <laughs> to people's pain in a certain way. A little. I worry less about people because I can be distracted and not focused on things and you notice everything. Um, right. But when I do notice, it matters to me as much as it does to you. And Bryn and Maven are similar in that difference. Perhaps. Uh, from what you told me about his parent-teacher conference, the thing I was most proud of was when you the teacher said that Bryn plays with everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I want my son to be that kid. Is this interesting? (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Know. It's where we take questions and comments from you guys. It's called Listeners Want to Knows. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to be a shitty corrector. What are you, my dentist? Yeah. I went... I didn't go to... To seven years of uh, semantics school to not get the title right. This email feels incredibly appropriate to read because it literally just came into my inbox. It's an update from our dear friend Susan. Um, Susan wrote in recently about uh, asking for potty training help. Um. Boy, I don't know that we gave any great advice, but she wrote back. The subject line is, update on my shitty kid. (laughs) Pun intended. I haven't read this yet, so this is a cold read. She's still shitty, literally. Thanks for the potty training advice. We are taking another break, and I will try to just follow her lead and let her come around to it when she is ready. But I still refuse to put diapers on her. So she is in pull-ups all the time now. After listening to Peter talk about Bryn's epic meltdown in Target, I wanted to share a few things that uh, have been helping in our household. One, have you read The Whole Brain Child? I've been slowly making my way through this book, and it's been very helpful in explaining why my child is a psychopath sometimes and how to deal with it. He gives a bunch of techniques to help our kids integrate the more compulsive, quote-unquote, caveman parts of the brain, with a higher, more rational brain. 
My two, my therapist recently gave me this parenting technique. Instead of asking why questions like, why are you crying? Ask, what are you feeling? Help them identify what they are feeling and problem solve what to do when they feel that way in future situations. Obviously, this should be done after they are calm. Three, setting, setting clear expectations and consequences and sticking to them. This is like parenting 101, but I am the worst at this. So I eagerly gave in to my three-year-old's tantrums, but I'm working on suffering through them and sticking to my guns. Peter did a good job of this in Target. Thank you. I'm not sure. I just pulled out the guns too fast, but I stuck to them. <coughs> I'm not sure if any of that is helpful, but figured I'd share. I wish these kids came with instruction manuals because I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, you should buy There's No Manual Parenting <laughs> uh, Pregnancy yeah. book written by Beth Newell. One more thing. Ruiz. What are you getting the kids for Christmas, Susan? Ooh. Um, we have gotten, well, I've gotten better at sticking to my guns with them. Baby, you did it tonight. Great. <laughs> Maven was in there going, mommy, mommy, for 20 minutes at least. I know her games. And you didn't, you didn't give in. Um, yeah. Sorry. I just blanked on what she was saying before the listener was saying before the um, our dear friend Susan had several things to say, and I will review them. But first, let's go <laughs> backwards, shall we? What are we getting the kids for Christmas? We are getting them the... Okay, so... X-Men? I, well, my parents might get them the X. Yeah. I suggested X-Men to somebody as well. Oh, really? Okay. Well, okay, they're getting checkers. Maven is getting a... My Little Pony <laughs> glittery toys that she insisted on having because she saw the gift for her cousin in the closet. <laughs> so that's the only thing she wanted. Um, of course. Bryn is getting one of those little science toys of like a human body where you can pull out all the organs. I love it. Which I, I'm excited to discuss uh, organs with him. Oh my gosh, we discussed organs in bed tonight because I read a Oh, yeah. I was in the bedroom while you were doing bedtime with them and reading a sex book or whatever, and I just kept hearing them. Maven kept going, a girl with a wiener. And then she would, and then they would giggle a lot. And then later she would go, a penis. And <laughs> they were super giggly. And so I got them in bed by going, you want to read a butt with books? I'm sorry. I flipped that. You want to read a book with butts? And they said, yes. And then we got heavy into anatomy. They were really into it. They, I overheard them have a conversation last night where Bryn was like, yeah, I have a wiener. And like he was like, Maven's like, what's that hole? I don't like, I really don't know what they were showing each other, but like. It sounds like a urethra to me. I don't. Well, he started talking about butts at some point in here too. And he was there like, he was like, you just have a butt with another pee hole. And I have a wiener. And he was like very self-important, much like like my dentist. Um, <laughs> he was a real dentist. <laughs> he's being a real dentist about it. Uh, I just want to say that my best friend's dad is a dentist and he's the nicest man in the world. Keep going. 
I've just been feeling guilty. Mansplaining isn't about niceness. Oppression is not about being polite. It's. I like, just want to defend the one dentist I know. <laughs> I just feel like you fundamentally misunderstand how oppression works. I'm not trying to invalidate your experience. I just want one person to know that I love them. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. Anyway, that's that's the end of the story. <laughs> I explained testicles to Bryn tonight, and I realized he had never heard anything about them. I, this is another thing I overheard from the room. You were like, you're like, your scrotum has these balls in it, and he's like, balls. Uh, <laughs> a lot of scrotum talk. Well, I just realized like the earlier in the night he kicked me in the crotch in a way that genuinely hurt, <laughs> and I realized he. And I was like, Bryn, you just kicked me in the crotch. And that didn't mean anything to him. Well, because we need to teach him more empathy. Well, he doesn't, I don't, (laughs) he clearly hasn't gotten hit in the crotch in a way. Because he's like, why? Why is that a problem? I have had moments lately because he gets in this like punchy mode where he starts like jumping on you and pinching and stuff where I sometimes get so frustrated that I will like lightly slap him or do whatever he's doing to me to just be like, do you see what that feels like? Like, I'm just like, because he, he's so annoying. Um, not, I don't, I'm not like really hurting him, but no, I just no, wanted to know, like, for the record, this is n- nowhere close to a real hit. <laughs> but scrapping around on the bed, I just occasionally want to remind him, I'm like, you are hurting someone. I know you don't believe the words I'm saying or seem to care. But it, it's also you can't actually hit him because, but you do it so light that it's aggressive enough that he's like whoa but then it's fun so he wants to do it more yeah you really can't win with him no <laughs> um so that's what we're getting for christmas uh so there's yeah there's there's other... three points in here that we should uh, we should react to uh setting clear expectations and boundaries this is the thing we've talked about a ton i think we've been really good at that yes i think we have both improved in our weak spots except for target no, I stand by Target because that came out of nowhere. But not laying down the law. I, I have been much better at just sort of going with the flow and not putting my foot down immediately. And you've been excellent at at not giving in to them. Thank you. Um, the second thing is the instead of the why are you crying? Yeah, why questions don't work. <clears throat> oh, now I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. The uh, the thing about describing your feelings, our Bryn's kindergarten class does this a lot. It's like a big part of the curriculum as they talk about different feelings going into different categories. So there's like... The zones of emotion. Zones of emotion. Yeah, it's like feeling frustrated or whatever. There's four colors. Um, I, it's funny because I asked Bryn about something that happened at school. He was talking about kids like laughing at him or pointing at him or something. And I was like, how did that make you feel? And he was like, disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's such a funny, that cl- clear way of him describing. Well... The word disappointed connects right back to Target <laughs> because, you know, he screamed and he screamed and it was horrific and we were in there and he was punching me and I was keeping calm and I was joking with the people looking at me and we get out of the store and as soon as we got into the parking lot, I lost my mind and I like put him in his car seat and I drove away. And then, then when he started kicking the seat and he threw all the animal crackers <laughs> around, 
That's when I slammed on the brakes and I turned around and screamed at him more aggressively and angrily and rage-filled than I ever have before. And then... We did tell this entire story already on the podcast. But calmed down, got to the spot and turned around. Then I tried to like have a serious conversation, but I was still so enraged. And the first thing I... I said to him with such intensity is that I'm extremely disappointed in him. (laughs) And ever since then, he has been using that word to mean like I'm enraged. (laughs) It's like the worst word because it was the worst thing was ever happened. He just flips everything. Uh, He's, he's constantly trying to discipline me and threaten me. Yeah, me too. It's really, how about this? <laughs> That's how he starts everything with. How about this? Yeah, he's like, well, how about if you punish me, then I will do this. And it's like. If you don't do what I say, I'll get all the chocolate. <laughs> I've started to, if he starts negotiating, I. Did you hear that? What was that? That's my alarm that says it's 15 minutes to bedtime. Is that interesting? Is this interesting? <laughs> Um, the second he starts negotiating, I pretend like he's not there because I can't believe how many times I fall into the trap of oh God, he's negotiating with him. He's... <laughs> uh, but I really connect with this. I've had really positive th- moments with Bryn and Maven. If you do it at the right time, not when they're in the heat of like what something emotional, but as they come down. making don't ask questions like yeah like why are you crying what's the problem they don't have answers for that stuff (laughs) but instead give them a leading question that connects to their emotions where i'm like with brin i'm like you're feeling pretty angry huh and he goes yes and then if he actually responds to that i know we can we can veer away from the current thing and talk about how we got there those are really good parenting moments. I agree, so I agree with this. Maven is really resistant to that, though, because oh she knows God. she's being manipulated. Yeah. If I try to talk to her or, like, give her a hug and be like, oh, you're feeling rough, she's like... <clears throat> Boy, the one... the one, two, three magic with with Maven. Brynn, it really works. The first few <laughs> times we did one, two, three, and then he got punished. One, two, three works with Brynn. With Maven... You start to do it. Sometimes it will work now, but she's so resentful. Uh, she was being so bad the other night. Like she, there was like so many things she wasn't listening, and I was like threatening so many things. And then finally, I was just like, "Should I throw your princess box away?" <laughs> it's just the only thing that works is the threat of throwing away all of her sparkly pink toys. Oh, it feels so. I try not to get to that place. No, I don't want to. It feels cruel. But when she's been fighting bedtime for like. 20 minutes. I'm just no, like, I've you done know it what? Many times. Uh, <laughs> she is getting mature enough to, to understand consequences. I mean, she's three. That's the problem. Well, it's, it's bad though, because sequencing. then when I have to say stuff like that to her, Bryn chimes in and he's like, I'll go throw it away. <laughs> Should I? Like, he's like, you're not helping Bryn. He's like, Oh yeah, I can continue to throw out <laughs> rules. Um, and to your first point, Susan, I have not read the whole brain child, but I want to now. You've sold me on it. 
And can I just out of curiosity, she refuses to put diapers on her, so she puts her in pull-ups. Aren't pull-ups diapers? Um, yeah, not according to kids of that age. It's true. It feels Susan, much more I don't important. wanna I don't wanna yuck your yum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves pull-ups. <laughs> but I don't uh, uh, you know what? Never mind. This is a victory. You stick to your guns. She's doing fine. It's fine. You stick to your guns. As You're I a said, hero. You're as a I champion. said last week, when she looks back on this time in two or three years or later. You will forget all of it. You them. will have completely forgotten when or how you potty train. <laughs> I, and none of it matters. As you can tell from last week or whenever we read that email, you asked for advice. I was like, boy, I had opinions about this at one point. Yeah. But not anymore. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. If you would like to send us an email, give us some uh, uh, great advice like Susan, you can write us uh, an email at we knows pod at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail at 347-384-7396 find us on twitter instagram facebook at we knows pod rate review subscribe on itunes and pre-order my book there's no manual honest and gory wisdom about having a baby and i want to also plug beth's book um order it pre-order it Pre-order it on Amazon or wherever. Buy it for somebody for Christmas or Hanukkah or another holiday for next year because it's coming out in February. Yeah, you won't be able to give it to them until February. But you could give them a nice card that said, I pre-ordered you this book. You could do that. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Is this interesting? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.